podcast is sponsored by Wakunaga of America, makers of Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, Kyodophilus Probiotics, and Kyo Green Powdered Green Drink Mix. All natural, healthy solutions to support your whole body well-being. Try their new Kyodophilus Pro Plus Symbiotic, Prebiotic, and Probiotics together for better gut health. Kyo means strength. Live a Kyo life. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphous for Menopause. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. This is our thousandth and one episode. I think I said that right. We are so excited. It's been such an amazing journey. Be sure to go to Naturally Savvy and go and listen to the episode I did with Andrea last week where we celebrated, I believe, eight years of doing Naturally Savvy. And it's been such an incredible journey. So we are kicking off the next eight years or so with the wonderful and stunning Tanae Edwards. I met Tanae on Clubhouse. I know you hear me talk a lot about Clubhouse. She is a self-love advocate, workshop facilitator, speaker, and performer. So excited. Tanae, welcome to Naturally Savvy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you on. When I heard you on Clubhouse, not only was I taken with your beautiful voice, but just everything that you had to say And you have such an empowering way about you. And I felt like, wow, this woman really helps other women to love themselves, to achieve their goals. I mean, isn't a big part of what you do is helping people with their social marketing and their branding and their presentation. And and tell us about yourself and tell us about when you got into this type of work and and how you got self-love for yourself. Sure. So I feel like I got into this type of work like completely unexpectedly. Um, it wasn't something that I thought I would become growing up. And I guess it wasn't something that I knew about, you know, um, helping others to become the best version of themselves. You're not really spoken about, you know, that being a career path or anything like that. So it definitely was never in the plan. I think for me, I went on a, on a journey of, um, so I studied law, was practicing as a legal assistant for a while, completely hated my job and I felt really lost in life and I was going through heartbreak as well and the pain of heartbreak for me was just so excruciating. Um, It was difficult for me um, to deal with and so I turned to writing to begin with, um, vent out my anger and my pain and that is what really helped me to release the emotions and feelings that kept building up inside of me and that was stagnating me from doing anything. Um, But then I started to write to myself um, as if I was speaking to a friend and that really helped to uplift me. And that's when I discovered the power of words and how important it is to speak positive things over your life. And because that, you know, those words carry energy. And I realized that um, with my my mood, my mood was starting to change as I was speaking, you know, um, positive words over my life. And- oh, that's beautiful. 
Thank oh, you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, and then I just started to share um, my writings on social media and realized that other people were able to resonate with me and that they were feeling uplifted and empowered through my words as well. And that's when I realized that I had found something that I really enjoyed doing that gave me a feeling that law never gave me. It was like a breath of fresh air um, in that sense. I felt like after being lost for so long, I had finally found myself. So I guess that's how I got on the journey, really. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Because some people never get on that journey. Mm. And they end up in a job they can't stand. I mean, I was there 20-something years ago. I had this boss that was just a micromanaging nightmare. And I thought, what, is this my life? You know, and then I, I discovered my passion for health media and, you know, kind of built from there. And now I've been doing this for 20 years. But prior to that, I was sort of lost and feeling like, how am I going to get to where I want to go? And when you have a lot of past trauma or you have a lot of heartbreak, like you talked about, it's really easy to get stuck. So once you figured out what your path was, how did you build it up? Because some people say, okay, well, I realize I'm really good at A or I'm really good at B, but how do I, how do I turn that into something bigger? I guess when I realized what my path was, I, um, I started sort of, I started to really take it seriously. So for me realizing, so I knew when I was posting online, sharing my words, I knew that, you know, the feedback that I was getting from people, it felt, it was really rewarding, feeling I didn't feel before. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Of course, I never knew how I would be able to sort of make a living out of doing that. And um, for me, I think the game changer was when I, I was, during that time when I had started to write and so on, I was also um, spending a lot of time with my uncle who was passing away from cancer in the hospital. And I remember one of the visits um, that I went to, he was going over the things that he didn't get to do in life. Um, so he was saying, yeah, so he was saying like, oh, I haven't even had the chance to go skiing yet or sit in a Lamborghini and that sort of stuff. And for me, that's when I realized, okay, when I get to this point, I don't want to be in a similar situation where I'm regretting not doing um things that I, you know, I know that I, I enjoy doing. So for me, that was the light bulb moment that taught me that I need to really take this serious and find out how I can make this work for myself. And um, after, after that, I just started really studying Instagram, really studying social media, seeing how it works, seeing how people are able to build their brand on there, to make connections um, with people, to connect with, you know, the people who are um, loving their work and who are able to resonate their, with their work in the best way possible. And I had a lot of people asking me if I had a book out. So that sparked the idea of the book. And I also came across another poet who had written a book. So um, I decided that I was going to collate all my pieces, create a book, create a product for my audience to have something that they can hold and make their own so that's what I did really and I just carried on studying social media and that was in 2016 when I started writing so I've been on quite a journey with social media learning about my audience and growing with them as well so I think for me it was just telling myself this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to find a way to do it um and that's what happened really <laughs> 
Oh, that's so nice. Now, it sounds like your writing really resonated with people. And I'm guessing because it was so heartfelt, honest, candid. Mm. What Can you share some of the themes that you would write about that really you think captured people? Sure. So um, my writing is, yes, definitely very naked, very raw. And I really do step into my vulnerability when I'm when I'm sharing on social media. And I, I like to speak about topics that a lot of people find uncomfortable to speak about. Because for me, I feel like those are the most important topics. And um, I want to be, you know, that voice for many people who, who fear um, opening up about, about those topics. So um, I do have a few popular pieces. I'm just going to... I have my like oh yes please yes read some that would be amazing sure so um my most shared poems i'm going to share um maybe two or three shared poems that people have been really able really able to resonate with um there's i deserve which is on page 132 of walk with wings and um yeah should i do what yes please do and i should have mentioned that you're the author of walk with wings (laughs) one three two i deserve i deserve to be loved i deserve to be happy i deserve to be appreciated and treated with respect i am tired of fighting my depression over you i am tired of settling for what i don't deserve I am done with treading on broken glass. I give up on tolerating less than my worth. Now I'm dropping anyone who disturbs my peace. And I'm blocking anyone who makes me feel unwanted. I am slashing my way out of toxic relationships and asserting my dignity and pride. For I am saving all of my love for someone who proves that they're loyal and down to ride. You know, when I I was listening to that, I thought, that is such a good thing to read and like say over and over. It kind of reminded me of like an affirmation. What was the name of that one again? It's called I Deserve. How long did it take you to realize that you deserve all those things? Um, I would say that it's been a journey. Um, yeah, it's quite difficult to put a timestamp on it because I feel sure. like- when I was on that journey, there came came a point where I felt like, yeah, I'm there now, you know, um, everything's good. I feel like I know my boundaries, my boundaries are clear. And then something just comes and then, you, you know, you take 10 steps back and then it's like having to teach yourself again, you know, to remember those boundaries, to remember what you deserve. So I feel like self-love is a never-ending journey. Sometimes, you know, you're going to be, you're going to take 10 steps back, um, which will which will mean that you will need to build yourself up again to make those 10 steps forward again. So, yeah, I feel like I'm still on that journey, but I've come a long way in terms of knowing my worth, knowing my value. And rather than, you know, um, it really um, getting me down and really having a massive impact on my life and how I move forward, I tend to really analyse situations when I find myself um, not, not, um, not, not, what's the word? Not communicating my boundaries. I think that's the word, right. communicating yes. boundaries. And, um, 
finding myself in that trap again where I am um, undervaluing myself. Um, I think in those moments now, I, I know that I need to analyse the situation and, you know, and speak up more. So I feel like I've come a long way, but I'm still on the journey. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think everybody is. And I think we're all on different, we're all in different places on that journey. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what you've done is great because you can help other people on that journey as well. Read us another poem. They're really fabulous. Oh, sure. Thank you. <laughs> I'll read a short one that's um, another most shared poem as well. And um, it's in, so the book is split into five chapters. Um, this poem, poem sorry, is from the Spring Resilient chapter. Um, that's chapter four. Self-branding. Your mind is your lead. Inject it with positivity. Your feet are your foundation. Walk with purpose. And your heart is your stamp. Make it beautiful. Ooh. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Now, do things just come to you as a writer or do you sit and like have a time I'm going to write? What's your process like? I think I use, I use both a notepad and a phone. Um, mm -hmm. Things just come to me really. Um, I don't really have any set moments where I write. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to write a lot in my bed. And I think that's because that's the place where I often reflect and my room is kind of like, I don't know, my safe space where um, I really do a lot of thinking in. So I tend to write a lot in my room and in my bed, um, but no set time. Sometimes I feel like I want to write, but nothing comes out and I just leave it. I don't force it. Um, but I always write just what's on my head. Like I don't try to make sense of it or anything like that or try to, you know, grammatically correct it first hand um so yeah i'd say that's my process really so journaling is a big thing we talk about here on the show and it sounds like that's how it started for you right to get all those emotions out and all of that pain that you were going through mm. any tips for people just to start journaling and and how they can do that to help themselves feel better yeah i think it's just a matter of just right like don't try to structure anything um, make sense of anything just whatever is on your in your mind and in your heart just put it down and then once you do that you can go back to it a number of times and edit it structure it and so on and that for me is what what worked and what helped for me um i think as writers sometimes we try to <laughs> um force things to cut you know to be to be perfect and it's it's i think when you're when you're first just journaling it's just important to get what's on your mind out of your mind um not just for like your mental health and well-being but also for you know i think for your confidence with writing as well because i feel like as writers um in the in the moments where we feel like nothing's coming out it can really knock our confidence and make us feel as though, you know, we haven't got it anymore. <laughs> we haven't got the, the, the skill anymore, but the skill is always there. So I think that would be my advice. You just write, don't think too much into it. I love this self-love advocate. What tips do you have for getting into that mind space of loving yourself and really believing it? Mm. 
So I'm a massive advocate of affirmations. And in my book, Walk With Wings, I've written many. Because like I said earlier, um, the words that we speak over our lives are so important. And I just feel like sometimes we speak so recklessly, you know, over our lives that we forget that those words carry, they really do carry energy. And, you know, the words you choose to speak can either nourish you or, or really, you know, damage you. So I think it's so important that you you practice positive self-talk on a regular basis as much as you possibly can. Um, so I, I use affirmations like, um, depending on my circumstances and challenges that I'm going through, or, yeah, I think, yeah, my affirmations are mostly based on, on, on those. And I, I tend to repeat my affirmations. Um, Can you share a couple of them with us? Sure. So I have, um, I repeat mostly some for my book. Um, so on the last page, the last page is one that I repeat really, really often. And it's called I Am. Um and it goes, today I affirm that I am worthy of inner peace. I did not come this far only to settle for mediocrity. No longer will I entertain toxic things. Today I affirm that I am strong and powerful. I accept my imperfections and I do not need anyone to validate me. Today I affirm that I will pick up my broken pieces and transform them into wings. Because after everything I have been through, I deserve to be happy. And so from this day forward, I will walk with wings. And I feel like that piece. Wow. <laughs> thank you. I feel like that piece encourages me to keep striving for freedom. Um, so I really love to repeat that piece as often as, as possible. Um Another one that I like to repeat is, um, so it's about striving, um, yeah, so it's called self-belief, and it goes, the grind is tough, but worth every sweat. I believe in the woman I'm striving to become. So that that is really short, and that just um, really, when I repeat that, I just feel really motivated and it increases my self-confidence in times of doubt, like before I'm about to do something. Um, so, for example, like work with a client or anything, um, I tend to repeat affirmations a lot <laughs> because that gives me the confidence, um, yeah, that I need. Now, talk to us a little bit about the work you do in social media. Yeah, sure. So I do um, do masterclasses and consultations for um, with other authors who are wanting to learn how to better market themselves on social media and I think my top tips would be, um, be stay consistent that's a number one um, tip you know you've got to keep showing up for your audience I mean I advocate taking breaks as well sometimes you know you do have to take a break and I have taken a break recently um, I've experienced burnout and I just needed to take a break and that's what I did but I think um, it's so important that you are as consistent as you can be um, because there's so many things going on on social media, you know, and your audience will always want to hear from you. So I think it's important to keep showing up for your audience as much as you can. So that will be definitely be my first tip. My second tip would be 
um, to be yourself, you know, be authentic. Um, your story matters. Your story is important and your voice is needed. Um, I always say to other writers, like my story will touch people or the other people's stories could never touch and your stories will touch people that my story could never touch because we've all been on similar journeys yes we've all gone through similar experiences but there will always be an experience that you've gone through that I haven't gone through but loads of other people would have gone through do you know what I mean I think it's so important to be yourself be authentic and um yeah just be real and be you and that's how you will attract the right audience who will love what you do and who will um, really root for you once you're yourself, you'll attract the right people to you, I think. Um, I think my third tip would be when I first started out, I was, you know, having a look at other writers' accounts um, who had way bigger audiences than me and just having a look at how they were interacting with their audience how they were grabbing the attention of the big accounts who were reposting, you know, their words and so on, how they were um, communicating with their readers, showing love to their readers. And that taught me a lot. You know, they say success leaves clues and it's true. You'll, you'll, you'll find a lot of, um, a lot of tips and a, a lot of advice from just watching other people who are doing similar things than you. Other people who are in the same genre as you just having a look at, you know, what they're doing and seeing how you can get inspired by that and and, and build your brand um, based on, you know, what, what, what their strengths are, how you can incorporate that in your brand and how you can also make um, their weaknesses your strengths as well. Because a lot of the big accounts, you know, they haven't got the time to sometimes reply to people in their comments and so on. So see how you can make that a strength. Like for me, I make sure that I spend the time to reply to people on my um, Instagram accounts in the comments. And um, I'm, I'm planning to continue to do that regardless of how big I grow. Because I know how important that is for people, you know, they want to they wanna be... They want to be seen and they want to feel heard. They want to see, yeah, they, they, um, they want to be acknowledged as well. So those would be my three top tips. <laughs> um, hopefully that will that will help other writers out there. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, any other questions, feel free to ask. If somebody is super busy, is it okay to sometimes just use an emoji? Yeah, definitely. An emoji is, you know, completely fine, I think. As long as the, I feel like as long as you're acknowledging the person, um, then yeah, I'm sure that person would be very grateful, you know, for for an emoji. And I know how it gets. Sometimes it, it's it's a lot to respond to everyone, each and every one. It can be really time consuming. But I think it's important that you try to as much as you can. Yeah, I think so too. I also have a question about branding. So I'm going to use myself because okay. <laughs> I'm kind of tricky. Because I, So I do a show called Active Allyship. It's more than a hashtag. It's on anti-racism and allyship. And so there's a certain image for that. Then I have a book called Clean Eating Dirty Sex, which is not about dirty sex. It's just a play on words. But I like to use humor and I like to... Um, be sexy and funny at the same time for that because that gets a lot of people's attention. Mm -hmm. Then I have two health podcasts. I have this podcast, Naturally Savvy, and I have Talk Healthy Today. So if I put a picture of myself up there with cleavage and doing like a funny video to promote my book, 
then it's like, well, that's not the best image for people taking you seriously for your anti-racism work. But yet it, they're all a part of me. Like, I'm passionate about anti-racism. I'm passionate about sexual health. And I'm passionate about healthy living. So what do you say to someone like me where it can be tricky because I have to use the different strengths that I have to represent the different brands that I have? I'm not one thing. You know, you know there's many people who are in different industries who are promoting different things on their social media. I think it's just important that um, where you can, you can separate them. So, for example, in your, your I don't know if you, what your link looks like in your bio, but um, I don't know if you've seen a lot of people have a list of different links in their bio to di- direct people to different places. That's what I have as well. So I think it's good to, to do that, have that um, in the link in your bio on Instagram to separate the different things that you do. And also when you're talking about, you know, the different topics. So when you're talking about the anti-racism, um, it will be good to ha- also have stories where you're asking questions about that so that you can get, you can, you can understand, you know, what, who are interested in, in learning more about that. And then um, from the responses you'll see, you know, from your, you'll see in your audience who are interested in learning about that, that sort of stuff. And then you can get them onto a mailing list that is, Directly, uh, my husband keeps telling me mailing lists are so good for segmenting audiences. Um, so that it will be really good for you to do that, um, especially if you've got different topics that you're speaking about. Because from your answers in your stories, you can direct people to those who are engaging in your anti-racism um, posts. You can direct them to signing up to your mailing list. And then you can have questions on, you know, the, the other topics that you do. And then you'll get a feel for who's interested in that and send them to that mailing list. So I think when you have lots of things that you're doing, it's important that you segment your audience Um yeah, I think a mailing list is a is a good way to do that um, because social media it's 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 quite difficult to do that on social media. So it's about directing those people who are interested in the different things to something else like a mailing list where you can carry on promoting that specific thing to them, you know, rather than them having to um, yeah keep having a look at all the other things that you're doing that they may not be as interested in. Um, because what will happen is that some people may find that you're promoting, you're speaking about a certain topic too much that they're not interested in, and then you lose that follower. But if you have them in your mailing list, then they know that they're just going to be getting that topic. So how do you even start a mailing list? So um, I use MailChimp currently. Um, I know there's there's quite a few different ones. I mean, some websites even have integrated mailing list um, sort of stuff. I'm not that techie, but... <laughs> yeah yeah me neither (laughs) well yeah once you like um just start exploring you know you will you will get the hang of it and you will start to understand and learn how to how to segment your audience and stuff it's just about exploring um the the platform that you're going to use um MailChimp for me I found it very um simple and I segment my audience there so I've got you know the people are interested in my books and then I've got people who are interested in my master classes on social media marketing segmented and yeah I do that I get people to sign up through um, my stories um, get asking them to swipe up to sign up to the mailing list I also sometimes show snippets of what I'm sending to my mailing list in my stories as well um, to give that, you know, FOMO um, <laughs> sort of to others who aren't signed up. 
and yeah on my other social media accounts like linkedin when i'm posting and facebook it allows you to post links when you're creating posts so i i ask people to sign up there as well do you send something out regularly so um monthly at minimum i send um something monthly um sometimes i do weekly but um at the at the very minimum it would it's monthly yeah oh the influencer i was thinking like if you have any tips and just like how do you reach out i think direct contact you know reach out dm email let them know like what you're about um and let them know you know why do you think that you have a synergy with them you know what is it that they're what is it that they're doing that you feel that you know you really like i think it's important to definitely you know make that direct contact tagging is also a good way definitely of grabbing their attention um but you but i think it's important to understand influencers are being tagged to lots of different things on a daily basis getting lots of different emails so i think it's important that you actually like reach out um for me dms like um work really well um and just yeah try to make that direct contact with them i think that's important Tanae, this has been great. Is there anything that you wanted to add that we didn't touch on today? Um, I just want to encourage like any writers out there or anybody who is, you know, striving um, for a goal or a dream. I just want to encourage you to keep going and to make sure that, you know, you know, you clap for yourself along the way through every achievement, however small, however big or small. I think sometimes we get, so caught up in you know wanting other people to support us like i get a lot of dms from people saying that they feel that their family and friends aren't supporting them as as much as they would like them to but i think it's important that you focus on the people who are supporting you as opposed to the people who aren't because once you take care of those people they're going to be the ones who are going to promote your work who are going to speak about you um and share your stuff with other people to help grow your brand and to help grow your tribe so i think it's important that you stay focused on the light and um don't rely on other people to support you but make ensure that you support yourself and that you celebrate every single achievement that you achieve along the way and stay consistent and you will definitely get to where you want to be Tell us all the ways we can find you and your fantastic work. So you can find me at um, Tene Edwards. That's T-E-N-E Edwards on all social media. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And where do we order your book, Walk With Wings? So Walk With Wings can be ordered on Amazon or you can order signed copies on my website at www.tenaedwards.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davison. PH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.